0: your door. Your door. can your door.
1: Trying to get myself set up on uh what am I trying to say?
0: What's up, you guys? How are you guys doing? Hold on Let's see
1: Hey, here we are now we are all in sync. What's up, you guys? How are you guys doing like long time no here, right? It's like, wow, it's not like I've been gone for a long time. Well, anyway, welcome, welcome. Glad you guys could join me this evening. And before I get started, let me tell you that today's date is Thursday, September the 6th, 2018. Whoa, hope you guys are doing good. It's been a long time, huh, since I have spoken with you guys. What's up, Nick Ray on YouTube? What's up? Yeah, it like... Have I been gone for like two or three weeks, right? But uh, no worries, you guys. I was good. You know, I didn't, you know, no tragedy or, you know, anything like that. I was just busy, to be honest with you. I was just busy. Um, uh, before I uh, begin, if you guys want to call in, go ahead and do so. My number here is area code 347-996-5369. Press 1- on your phone pad if you want to talk to me, and that will open up your line. And I am also simulcasting live on YouTube as well. So what's up? Welcome, you guys, to the Lisa Effect. I usually try to be here the evening, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, on blogtalkradio.com and on YouTube as well. All of my old shows, almost 300 of them. It can be found on iTunes. You can download them there. I'm on Stitcher Radio. I'm on the TuneIn Radio app. And uh, I'm on Podcast Republic. I'm all over the place. And I do have a blog. Check that out. That is the Lisa Effect, A F F E C T, at blogspot.com. I think that covers everything, right? Right. Oh, and I'm on Twitter as well. So anyway you guys, hope you guys are doing good. Like I said, uh the reason why I've been gone for the past two to three weeks. Uh no particular reason. I was just busy. I'm sorry you guys. Because um, I know uh the Thursday, uh, when Aretha Franklin passed away, I really didn't feel like doing a show that day. Uh because I really I really didn't know what topic. Did I have a topic? It seemed like I had a topic, but it was kind of ghetto. I mean, it was one of those topics where it was going to really get me going, and I just really didn't like getting ghetto on the same day Arisa Franklin passed. You know what I mean? It's kind of, I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but other than that, I've been pretty busy. I just basically, you know, hanging out with family, friends, you know, going to the movies, What I think since the last time I've spoken with you guys, um, I've watched Mission Impossible. Did we talk about that already? That was an excellent movie. Uh, And the other movie, My Rich Crazy Asian Family, that was an excellent movie. The interesting about that movie is because it was an Asian movie, people thought it was um, going to be, I don't know, a quote-unquote Asian movie. I know somebody at work has said, oh, well, I don't know if I want to watch it if I can't understand what they're saying. I'm like, why would you not understand what they're saying? Well, everybody in the movie is like Asian. It's like, yeah, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not an imported movie. This is, you know, this is like an American. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, whatever. It looks like that movie is doing that See, so yeah, I've seen that movie. Uh, What, just bowling? I went bowling, hanging out with family. I went to Laughlin, uh, Nevada, and uh, dipped my feet into the Colorado River. Oh, God. It was so, oh, God. First of all, it was 107 107 degrees in Laughlin, okay? But you guys, let me tell you something. But it was at dry heat. You know what I mean? It wasn't any humidity. It was at dry heat, so it was perfect. So what I did was I took a chair. Um, you know, one of those park chairs, you know, the fold-up chairs, whatever, and I literally sat in the water. It felt so good, you guys. At first, the water came up to my ankles. Next thing you know, it came up to my knees. Next thing you know, the tide was coming in. It came up to my waist, but the water was ice cold, and it felt so good when it's 107-degree heat. But It felt good. I literally was sitting in... You know, the sun was literally beaming down on me, but I wasn't even hot because that water was so ice cold. Oh, God, it was good. Yeah, and I did a little bit of gambling. When I say little, I mean little, like I lost $10 little, okay? <laughs> did a little exercising in the pool. Man, I wish I had a swimming pool. Oh, my God. Just Well, first of all, I can only swim in five feet. Yeah, I know. It's like, Lisa, so that's not swimming. I understand that, but... <laughs> But, yeah, just to do little exercises in the pool, you know, that's really good. So, yeah, me and my friends, we had a good time in Land. And uh, this weekend, uh, well, first of all, tomorrow I'm going to watch that scary movie with one of my friends. Uh, That movie, The Nun, ooh, that should be pretty good, right? So we shall see. So I'm going to go ahead and watch that. Uh, Then Saturday, I think we may celebrate my brother's birthday. His birthday is not until next week. But I think we might be celebrating it tomorrow. And by coincidence, my uh, sister's boyfriend also has the same birthday as my brother. So, yes, yeah, so I don't know if we're going to do something uh, on Saturday. We'll see how the schedule goes. And, you know, might be going out Saturday night. You know what I mean? Maybe a little date night, you know. You know. So, anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and then, but I have to uh, this weekend. um, I take a notary test uh, next Wednesday. So you guys think about me next Wednesday, please. Keep me in your prayers, y'all, or whatever y'all do, okay? (laughs) Because I'm taking the notary test. And what it is, is it's basically kind of like an all-day seminar that you listen to and you take notes and all that stuff. Then right after all that, you take a test, okay? But you can't use your notes, though. It's just by memory, you know. So we'll see. Uh, one of my coworkers, workers uh, she just took her test yesterday, and she thinks she failed it. Okay, so I don't know if I feel that optimistic about myself or not. I don't know, So we'll see. But anyway, you guys, that's enough about me. I don't want to uh, keep you guys too long tonight. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of news, and then we'll get into the topic. Uh, and, uh, when I do my news, like I say, it's not in order of importance. It's like, Hey, I just see something on the internet and I go ahead and talk about it. And also on my show, I do cuss, letting you guys know. I don't think I cuss a lot, uh, but I do cuss and I may say the N word. Yes, you guys. I'm so sorry. I know. Yes, I do. So anyway, you've been warned about the cussing, the N word and all that. So let's get started with some news. Ha <laughs> ha, John McCain. <laughs> well, that's all I got to say about him. You no, know, I mean, uh, you know, me personally, I've never forgotten the stuff he said about Martin Luther King Jr. and the holiday. Uh, so, yeah. So, even after Ronald Reagan decided to approve the bill to make Martin Luther King Jr.'s holiday an actual holiday, John McCain voted against it and kept voting against it until finally Arizona decided to approve the holiday in 1992. It's like, really? Because I think the holiday was approved like in the 80s. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so for those of you guys who are too young and don't remember, Arizona was the last state in the United States to approve the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday because John McCain didn't want it. It's like, yeah, uh-huh, mm, mm, mm. Uh, He felt mm uh, He felt uh, Dr. King shouldn't be memorialized because at that particular time, presidents weren't recognized for holidays, and he said, oh, it's going to cost too much money. Okay, fine. My thing is, did he ever sit down with other senators in other states to discuss how they were going to deal with the cost? Because it seemed like they didn't have a problem. You understand what I mean? Or was the economy of Arizona so bad or so different than any other economy in the United States that they couldn't afford to do it? You know, I don't know. But also keep in mind, John McCain wasn't the only one that um, was against the holiday, but he was the one that was the most defiant. It's like, wow. And unfortunately, because of John McCain, Arizona will always be known as a state that didn't want the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, unfortunately. It's like, wow. And you know what? My thing is this. A his concern at the time was, well, the president, they don't have a holiday. Did he fight for President's Day? Did he fight for a holiday? Or did he just throw that out and use it as an
2: excuse?
1: I mean, I'm just saying, you know. It's like, Wow. And also, too, correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be wrong. um, Didn't he have a problem with um, civil rights legislation? I don't know, you guys. You tell me. You know, I need to, uh, you know, need to check out his track record a little more. But, yeah, it's like, uh, uh-uh. So, hey, people remember John McCain in different ways. But for me, being a black kid in the 1980s, I remember him on TV, and I will always remember his hatred for that holiday. So to sum it up, let's just say the way Trump feels about John McCain, eh, he's not too far off about the way I feel about John McCain. So how's that? And I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) Asia, with her crazy stuff. Uh Uh-oh, that's me. Sorry, you guys. Oh, God, that was playback. Oh, my God, that was loud, right? Asia Argento. Do you guys, are you guys familiar with the name? Uh, You might be familiar with the name. She is a 40-year-old Italian actress. She is the daughter of Dario Argento. And Dario is a famous horror film director. He's a writer, producer, the whole nine. And if you're familiar with my show, I usually bring him up almost every year during Halloween uh, because uh, one of his movies is one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, the movie is called Demons. So anyway, let's cut to the chase here. And Asia was also the girlfriend of Long Boys, the late Anthony Bourdain, right? Remember him? The famous chef who had a show on CNN? Remember? It's like, wow. I remember, unfortunately, he killed himself back in June. And Asia has been very vocal about Harvey Weinstein. And he claimed, uh, she claimed that he raped her. So everybody was like, oh, my God, my heart goes out to you and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the actress Rose McGowan, who's very vocal in the Me Too movement, she also spoke up regarding, you know, Harvey Weinstein. and And she stood by Asia's side not anymore. You know why? Because as you know, Asia's being accused of having sex with a 17-year-old boy a few years ago when she was 37. And she denied it. She's like, what? Uh, no, I do not have sex with a 17-year-old guy. But she had a bit of a problem because there are pictures of her in bed now <laughs> with the guy, as well as text messages. Now she's trying to say, well, he was trying to extort me for money. It's like, okay. Uh, the young man's name is Jimmy Bennett. He is now 22 years old, a former child actor who, at the age of seven, played Asia's son in a movie. The movie called, it was called The Heart is Deceitful Above All Things. And allegedly, Asia had agreed in March to pay Bennett $380,000, okay, starting with a lump sum of $200,000 in April, followed by monthly installments of $10,000. But wait, y'all, Asia didn't pay it. It got paid, but Asia didn't pay it. Guess who paid it? Anthony, her boyfriend. Wow. And uh, she's saying that, well, you know, my boyfriend paid it to avoid negative publicity. Okay, but now we have the police involved. Police now are doing an investigation. Now that the police are doing an investigation, guess what Asia is saying now? She allegedly is saying, you know what? I didn't have sex with him. He attacked me. It's like, oh, girl, seriously? So here's what she's saying. Allegedly, she said, the horny kid jumped me. I had sex with him, and it felt weird. Then she went on to say she became frozen when he was on top of her and told her, that she had been his sexual fantasy Since he was 12 years old Man y'all buy her story All of a sudden now it looks like she's Losing this case and now she's like oh, He attacked me It's like uh, man you just, she's Disgusting man and then what makes It so bad I wonder did her boyfriend Anthony I wonder um, Did she lie To him in order for him to pay The money or did he find out The truth I guess we'll never Excuse me, I guess we'll never know. And not only that, what about the Me Too movement? I mean, come on. Look at the way they treat the men just for an allegation. Are they going to give her a pass or is she going to get treated just like all the other men? I mean, so far she's been fired from an Italian TV show because of this story. So I don't know. We shall see. And I know some people are like, oh, God, he was already almost 18. Who cares? Who cares, you know? But keep in mind, if he would have gotten her pregnant, guess who would have been paying the child support? Probably not him. He was just a 17-year-old kid. Probably would have fallen upon his parents to come up with that child support. You feel me? You understand what I'm saying? It's like, wow. I know some men out there think it's cool and glamorous. Ooh, a teenage boy having sex with a grown woman. Ooh, that's so hip and cool. Uh, but in the but it's kind of like how can i say it but a grown woman who happens to be in a more powerful position, you know, scoping out a teenager, in my opinion that's a predator. That's in my opinion. I mean, now, hey you guys, any parents out there, now how would you feel if it was a man that did this to your son? Wonder if your 17-year-old son you found out that hey, you know, uh, he had sex with a 37-year-old man. Would you feel differently? If you have a daughter. When if you found out, it turned out to be a 37-year-old woman. You understand what I'm saying? So this ain't no joke. This is not funny. a matter of fact, I just watched a documentary this week on YouTube about these men that date elderly women. But guess what, you guys? Guess what was so weird? about this and when I say they date elderly, I'm talking about they date eighty year olds and uh elderly women that are ninety two. You feel me? And let me tell you something. Those women that are eighty and ninety two, honey, they're ready for the get down. You you feel me, honey, they are they are revved, set and ready to go, okay? <laughs> the interesting thing, one of the guys, I think he's forty if I'm not mistaken, he said when he was thirteen Uh, He had sex with this 38-year-old lady, and he has liked older women ever since. It's like, seriously? It's like, ew. You know what I mean? It's like, hey. And then um, I don't know if it was another guy or the same guy had also stated one of his teachers back in the day, an older lady, would always, uh, she was a teacher, she would always wear low-cut tops and kept crossing and uncrossing her legs. You know what I mean? like she was wanting the attention of some of the little male students, you know? I, she, ew, I mean, you got to watch these women too. You understand? So we see, we're see. we going to see how they handle Asia, okay? So, uh-uh, honey, there should not be any leniency. And since we're talking about perverts, uh, Kevin Spacey, it looks like uh, prosecutors are reviewing a second assault case involving him. And Netflix. Oh my God, you guys! Guess how much money they lost? They lost thirty-nine billion dollars because they just wrote off a Kevin Spacey-related project. You know how uh, you sign contracts and things in the works, you know? And man, you know, so those deals or whatever that they signed with him were worth thirty-nine million dollars, and they're gonna have to take a hit because you know they're like, we ain't doing business with him. Oh God, and the old Vic Theater. Uh, That's located in London Um, Kevin was Artistic director for 12 Years well now they're saying They received 20 Accusations of inappropriate Conduct uh, by Kevin Spacey Between the years 1995 And 2013 Damn Kevin Mm, mm, mm. And y'all know that was one of my favorite actors It's like damn Mm, mm, mm. But you know damn
0: Pervert,
1: man. Mm -hmm. Oh, and on to some other news. Lydia Clark Heston. She was an actress and the wife of the late Charlton Heston. She died Wednesday of pneumonia. She was 95 years old, you guys. And she is survived by two kids and two grandchildren. It's like, wow. Now, love me some Charlton Heston. You guys, you young people who don't know Charlton Heston, He played in the old Planet of the Eight movies, Ben-Hur. Oh, and one of my favorite movies, Soylent Green. Oh, my God. Have you guys ever seen that movie? It's it's people. Oh, God, I can't do it, you guys. If you guys have never seen the movie, you've got to watch Soylent Green. Oh, my God. It is kind of a creepy movie, too. It's very good. So, yeah, she's not passed on, y'all. She was 95 years old. But someone who is still with us is Cicely Tyson, and she will be honored with an Academy Award for her acting, and that will be given to her in November. Uh, back in the day, I forgot when they stopped doing it. They used to give honorary Academy Awards during the Academy Awards. They don't do that anymore. They hold it separate. So she'll be given that in November. And Cicely Tyson is 93 years old. And she was at the Aretha Franklin funeral. And her hat was amazing. Did you guys see her outfit? I don't know. For some reason, she reminded me of Grace Jones in that outfit. Man, I love me some Grace Jones. Okay. Anyway, Beyonce celebrated her birthday on September the 4th. Matter of fact, I gotta buy my Beyonce tickets. Oh my God. Because, see the thing is I'm planning on like going to Miami in November. So that's gonna cost some money. But then Beyonce, I wanna see her in concert. So it's like, oh my God. And payday's tomorrow. So she gonna be Po. Not poor. I'm gonna be poor. So I don't know, we'll see, but God I gotta see Beyonce, man. How much would I pay for a Beyonce ticket? Oh, not that much, like two hundred dollars. You know that's, you know that's about my limit. You know with uh Beyonce, you know for right now, it's like hey, you know that's all a sister can afford right now. Anyway, and you guys know the hearings are going on right now for the uh, the pick for the Supreme Court. Uh, was everybody wilding out today? I don't know. Once again, you have the, uh, the extinguished. The Oh, God, I can't extinguish the distinguished. <laughs> Cory Booker, did he wild out again, y'all? Oh, God, know I tease him. It seems like when it comes to these hearings and stuff, I, maybe he's sincere, but sometimes it seems like he's grandstanding too much. I don't know if he's trying to make a name for himself or sincere. I don't know. But did not he wild out today? I don't know. I think Kamala Harris, Didn't she grill uh, the guy? I mean, I don't know. It's just, to be honest, I haven't watched it because I know it's just a grill uh, session. You know what I'm saying? So, eh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway. Burt Reynolds, y'all. I'm sitting up here at work, okay? You know, and then I'm like, oh, let's check out the Internet. (laughs) Boom, right in my face. Burt Reynolds has passed on, you guys. Damn from Cardiac Arrest. He was 82 years old. And it sucks, man, because I grew up watching his movies. I mean, I was a little girl, you know, with the movie Smokey and the Bandit. Come on, y'all, Cannonball Run. Of course, the movie Gator. Oh, Oh, Deliverance, come on. Everybody knows that movie, The Longest Yard, Semi-Tough. And remember, I totally forgot about this. He posed for Playgirl magazine back in the early 1970s. And in case you're wondering, no, he didn't show his, you know, his little package deal now. But he kind of showed just about damn near everything else, you know. But damn, man, Burt Reynolds, man. Dude. And actually he was set to star in Quentin Tarantino's next movie. Uh, but he didn't live to start filming, so he won't be in it at all. It's like, damn, man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And The Eagles. Oh, what did Nick Ray say? Deliverance was his only good movie. Yeah, but you know what, though? Uh, Nick Ray, as a little girl, I did like Smokey and the Bandit. You know, well, maybe because I was a kid, and that's why I liked it. Maybe if I watched it, well, you know, I'm going to take that back, Nick, because it just came on TV about three weeks ago, and I loved it. So oh, I love me some Smokey and the Bandit. So for me, maybe it's just nostalgia. You know what I mean? Maybe. Oh, I remember Bert Reynolds had a TV show, Evening Shade. Remember? I totally forgot. That oh, that that show was on the air for a good little minute. Yeah, yeah. But that uh, Deliverance, oh yeah, everybody. Yeah, that's one of those epic movies, I guess you would say. You know. So yep, yep, yep. And uh, what else is going on here? The Eagles. The Eagles now have the highest selling album. Of all time, they have to pass Michael Jackson's Thriller album. And they also have the third highest-selling album of all time. I'm like, damn. And what's so interesting is the two albums came out in the 1970s. To me, that's a huge accomplish uh, accomplishment. Because imagine you released two albums over 40 years ago. One of them is, number one, best-selling album of all time. And your second one from the 70s is the third best-selling album of all time. Damn, that's amazing. People don't like it because, you know, it knocked off Michael Jackson. I understand that some people actually actually were going out buying the Thriller album to put Michael back at the number one spot. It's like, oh, come on, it ain't that serious, you know. But, I mean, come on, the Eagles, they released their greatest hits album if you've ever heard the album. Pretty damn good songs on that album. I mean, hell, you know. I, you can't you can't say it's not they don't deserve it. You understand what I mean? The Eagles have put out some good music, so yes, yep, yep. Okay, it looks like my little YouTube feed is messing up. I don't know, let's see. I don't know if I'm still I don't know if I'm still on YouTube or not, but it says video is unavailable. What does that mean? Hold on, you guys. I'm sorry. What does that mean?
0: <laughs> Hold on.
1: Let's see. So, let me see if I can get it this way, you guys. Hold up.
0: Let me see.
1: Okay, it looks like um. Okay, looks like I'm on again now, you guys. Sorry about that. So, yeah, so we just started talking about the Eagles. Oh, how about the actor Christopher Lawford? Uh, he was a nephew of JFK. He has passed away. He was 63 years old. He died of a heart attack. For those of you who don't know, his um, father was the actor Peter Lawford. And Peter Lawford at one time was a member of Frank Sinatra's Rat Pack. You guys remember the Rat Pack, you know, from the original movie, Ocean's Eleven. There was Joey Bishop. There was, um of course, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, and also Peter Lawford was in the group um, at some point in time. And actually, let me see. I am actually looking at Peter Lawford right now because <laughs> in my living room. Um, I have a big picture of the Rat Pack, because for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge uh, Frank Sinatra fan. I just love the whole little era, you know, because Frank Sinatra, you know, he thought he was hip and cool, you know what I'm saying, that whole little, that whole little vibe he had going on, you know, with Sammy Davis Jr. and all of that, so one of their famous pictures of them, I believe, um, yeah, seen scene from Ocean's Eleven, where they're gathered around the pool table, you know, talking and stuff, so yeah. I have that hanging up in my living room right now. So anyway, yeah, so Christopher Lawford, Peter Lawford's son, has passed away at the age of 63. I mean, he had some, back in the day, uh, Christopher had some, you know, drug issues, you know. I know his father, Peter Lawford, had alcohol issues, and, you know, his life just, out of control, you know, he was just a full blown alcoholic, you know, so it's like, God, man, yeah, what a trip. Mm-hmm-hmm. Steve Jobs, you guys, his daughter just wrote a book about him, and it's not too flattering. Um, it is set to be released, um I think, this month, if I'm not mistaken. And her name is Lisa Brennan Jobs, she's 40 years old, and here's a little backstory. Steve Jobs had a girlfriend in the 1970s, right? They lived together. She got pregnant. He wasn't interested in being a father. They broke up. So the girlfriend raised her child on her own. The chances of Steve Jobs' father was 94%. But even though the chances were 94%, Steve Jobs was like, yeah, I still don't think she's mine. I got my doubts. (laughs) And I guess back in the day, like in the early 80s and stuff like that, There were lawsuits and articles written about it. And Jobs eventually admitted that he was a father, and they reconciled. But their relationship was far from perfect, (laughs) as you can probably imagine. So, hey, if you want to learn more, go ahead and check out her book. Bobby Brown, my prerogative, Bobby Brown. Well, the Bobby Brown story aired, uh, part one aired, and people are losing their mother-freaking minds because it involves a possible little sexual relationship with Janet Jackson, you guys. It's like, what? Then Bobby having a stroke because of his drug use. So it's a lot of drama Um, in the Bobby Brown story. uh, My daughter watched part one. She said it is absolutely excellent. So, yeah, so so far the Bobby Brown, you know, it's the talk of the town. So there you go. And uh, everybody's favorite ho, uh, Kim Kardashian, was back at the White House having sex with a – what? No. (laughs) Oh, sorry, my bad. She was back at the White House to discuss prison reform. And like I said before, oh, well, somebody has to do it, right? Wasn't Meek Mill, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he set to go to the White House to talk about it, and then he canceled? The rumor was he was getting backlash from – black people. You better not meet with Trump. You better not go to the White House. That's just a rumor. But he did cancel his meeting. So it looks like hey, homegirls taking his place and uh she is moving forward, you know? So there you go. It wouldn't surprise me if she's setting herself up for uh, political things in the future. Yes. And uh Jeffrey Owens, I think that's how you pronounce his first name, or is Joffrey. You know how it's G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y. I'm going to say Jeffrey. How's that? Um, He's the actor from the Cosby Show. If you guys don't remember his character uh, in the Cosby Show, you know how they had an older sister, and uh, she was married, and he played uh, the husband. Well, anyway, you guys, he was shamed by the Internet because uh, someone found out he worked at a Trader Joe's uh joffrey is 57 years old and looks excellent for 57 by the way oh my god excellent i mean i'm not talking about he has like a six-pack abs or anything like that but nice smooth skin you know what i mean it seems like he's he's lived a nice life you know what i mean look you know anyway first off uh working at trader joe's i don't know um i live out here in southern california So I don't know where you guys live at, if there is a Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is kind of like, what would you call Trader Joe's? Kind of like a specialty supermarket? Kind of like a Whole Foods market, but not that expensive. When I go to Trader Joe's, I go there for the imported cheese. You know what I mean? The imported wine. You know what I mean? It's one of those (laughs) foo-foo type little
0: places.
1: You know what I mean? It's not overly expensive. But let's just say if I had a couple of kids, I, no, nah, I wouldn't be going to Trader Joe's. But no, so I so I guess, you know, the media, you know, the Internet went in on him, you know, trying to shame him, you know, and all this stuff. And, unfortunately, black media, I think, weren't they the first ones to report on it? I mean, it's so ridiculous, man. I'm like, damn. But anyway, guess what? Ha-ha. As fate would have it, Thank God. Tyler Perry found out about it, and he sent out a tweet. His tweet said, I'm about to start shooting um, own TV's number one drama next week. Come join us. I have so much respect for people who hustle in between gigs. It's a measure of a true artist. Woo-hoo! Thank you, Tyler Perry. And Jeffrey it was in total shock and very appreciative, but he says he wants to work. To get the role, you know, and this guy seems so nice, you guys. I mean, my god, you know what I mean? Even if you didn't know who he was and you went to Trader Joe's, you would say, That's a nice guy, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so yeah, so and not only that, um, he has since received many more offers for gigs, so I think too, he has since quit Trader Joe's. So see, that's what you get for freaking talking about people. Oh, I can't let me talk maybe because I was raised different, maybe, you know, I I don't know. Like I said, I think now it seems like a lot of people are just so fucking heartless, you know, I mean, to make fun. That's like, um, because remember years ago when Gary Coleman, people, uh, he was like a security guard and people made fun of him, seriously. Well, you know what, let's see about your life. Let's see what hardships you may go through. People do, don't understand when you're an actor. It's almost like being a temporary employee. You know, you hop from different job to different job where you're needed. Okay? It's like it's not like you're guaranteed. You know, you understand what I'm saying, right? It's like if you're not on the level of Denzel or anything like that. I mean, you're going to be in between acting jobs. But in the meantime, bills need to get paid. So what are you gonna do? You know? But the guy is in good spirits, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, people try to shame me, but it's all good. So I'm so glad. Yeah. So anyway you guys, let's talk about it. Oh, let me give you the phone number in case you want to talk to me. Phone number is area code three four seven nine nine six five three six nine. Press one on your keypad if you want to talk to me. Me, Lisa. So, yeah, you guys, I mean, isn't that something going to sit up here and try to shame this man? Oh, look at me. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame, sitting up here trying to shame this man. Nick Ray, if you're still in the chat room, um, can can you still hear me? Because I'm not sure on YouTube. I just want to make sure because I am, yeah, you probably still can hear me, right? Probably. Probably. Looks like I'm still on Google Hangout, but I'm not sure. But, yeah, I mean, isn't that something? I'm like, man. But, anyway, you guys, let's get to the main attraction. Oh, thank you, Nick. You can hear me. Here we go, you guys. Now, which one do I want to start with, Kaepernick or Aretha? Let's start with Aretha. Well, first of all, when it comes to her funeral, it seems like everyone went to the funeral but me, right? (laughs) It's like everybody was there but me, you know? I hated to see her pass on, you know what I mean? but I'm not going to dwell on it because I don't want to get emotional. You know what I'm saying? I hated to see her go, but I knew it seemed like she was kind of ill, you know, because she didn't look too good. So, you know, I guess we all kind of had a feeling, you know, the end was near, but, man, oh, it still hurts. So it was a star-studded affair. So I could last it for a while, which was cool, though, because Aretha deserved every minute of it. But, of course, there was controversy. Of course, you know, there was that one minister with his nasty ass. He felt on uh, the singer Ariana Grande. Did you guys see that? That was disturbing as hell. His name is Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. He led the funeral and greeted Grande um, after her performance. Well, first of all, um, people were complaining about her skirt, her dress or whatever, because it was really short. I think even Smokey Rob, you know, people were like, you don't be coming into no funeral with no short skirt, you know? You know, Nick Ray? Interesting. Nick Ray is saying President Obama was absent. You know, Nick, I think you're right. Interesting. You know what, Nick? I'm going to have to check that out. I believe you're right. I don't remember saying Obama. Hmm, that's interesting. Very Interesting. But, yeah, so people were talking about Ariana, her dress was too short, whatever. I've seen it. Yeah, it was very short. What I would have worn it, nah, it was too short. But, now I'm not going to give her an excuse, but she is super, super skinny. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not like, how can I explain it? It's not like Amber Rose walked in there dressed like that. It would have uh, caused a little bit of a commotion, you know, because of the breast, the butt. You understand what I mean? But Ariana, you know. Looks like she weighs about 95 pounds. You know what I mean. So, eh, whatever. But anyway, yeah, that bishop felt up on her. Did you guys see it? After she performed, he said, hey, what is nasty? Hey, come here. And he didn't hug her around her waist, you guys. He hugged her right at her uh, bra, right at her bra. And his fingers moved closer to her breast, you guys. It is the nastiest thing. And Ariana Grande, bless her heart, her whole body stiffened. She froze, you guys. Ugh. Check it out, you guys. Check it out. Oh, Wasn't Obama at McCain's funeral? Oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about Obama uh, in a few minutes. Oh, yes, he sure was, honey. And he was, uh, Nick, he was, um, oh, this isn't Nick, um, WDWS fan, 86. Oh, yeah, Obama was at somebody else's funeral uh back in twenty ten. I'm gonna talk about it in a few minutes. Definitely, so stay tuned. But yeah, that oh that bishop was nasty. It's like, ugh. Oh, and then guess what he said too? Then he talked about her name. He goes, Oh, when I saw her name on the program, I thought it was a new menu coming out at Taco Bell. It's like you disgusting ghetto mother effer And he apologized. It's like whatever. He said something what I guess maybe I got a little touchy no nah, nigga. Yes, and I did say the N word. Nah, you nasty. How's that, you know? Oh, and then there was Reverend Jasper Williams, Jr. Uh, He's black, uh, by the way. Uh, He said African Americans. Now, remember, he's doing the eulogy, right? But he's sitting up here talking about social issues, which, hey, it is what it is. He said African Americans killed the same number of black people slain by the Ku Klux Klan throughout the history. And we are doing it in a matter of months. And he was speaking on on black-on-black crime. Uh, There has to be a better way. And this particular pastor, um, he delivered the eulogy for Aretha Franklin's late father. He did it back in 1984. Uh, But anyway, he also said uh, black mothers uh, can't raise a black boy to be a man. Okay. And he also said the straight need to respect the gays, and the gays need to respect the straight. Okay. But he has been criticized for being out of touch and insensitive and all the stuff. Look, Aretha wanted him there, okay, or the family, whoever. So he was there, okay? So you can call him out of touch. You can call him whatever. Hey, he preached her father's funeral, so I guess, you know, she wanted him to preach hers. I mean, hey, you know, it is what it is, you know? And you may argue, oh, he shouldn't have spoke like that at her funeral. Look, let me tell you, maybe Aretha already knew that's how he wrote. You understand what I mean? I, come on. Aretha knows this man? Come on. She probably already knew. Oh, if he does my funeral, he's going to speak about other stuff. I mean, come on. You know what I mean. Give me a break. Hold on, you guys. I have to take a coconut water break. My throat is dry. Hold on. I hate water. So I try to mix it up a little bit, you know, by drinking coconut water. Oh, my God, that was so good. But, yeah. But guess what, you guys? The talk of the town wasn't those two. I mean, they got publicity. But the talk of the town was the 85-year-old gentleman who was sitting in the podium right by Bill Clinton, Jesse Jackson, and Al Sharpton. And that was none other than Minister Louis Farrakhan. Yes, you guys, at the age of 85, he still strikes fear in the hearts of America. People lost their mother-effing mind. Even media channels that are really liberal, they actually cropped him out of the footage. Because I didn't even know he was at the funeral. It was not mentioned. And they actually cropped him out. I'm like, wow, that's deep, you know. And he wasn't even mentioned. And people were like, why was he there? I don't understand why he was there. Well, first of all, he was there because he got invited. How's that, okay? Come on, you act like Farrakhan was strolling through the neighborhood? Oh, that church is open today. They're having a funeral. What, you think he just walked his ass in there and sat down on the podium, on the dais? No. Guess what, you guys? For those of you who didn't know, honey, Aretha and Farrakhan go way back, honey. They go back to 1972, you guys, when he was a minister at a mosque. I guess there was some kind of drama or something at the mosque, I don't know, involving police or something like that. Honey, she went to the mosque and told uh, Minister Farrakhan, you need some help or is everything okay? And they have been friends ever since. Damn, that's, man, a reason, man. <laughs> Joe, honey, that's now we see how Aretha was rolling. You know, shoot, she probably was friends with Malcolm X, too. Shoot. And people want to call him a racist. Okay. Here we go. Oh, WDWF. Here we go. We're getting ready to talk about a funeral. Okay. We're going to talk about, and I keep bringing up this guy's name, we're going to talk about Senator Robert Byrd. Okay. Back in the 1940s, guess what this senator did? He recruited over 100 people to join what, you guys, the Ku Klux Klan. And because he was so good in the Ku Klux Klan, they were like, you know what, you got some good leadership skills here. (laughs) So he advanced in the organization. And he also said he would rather die than to fight a war next to a black man. He's like, that ain't happening. And he said the reason why he joined the Ku Klux Klan, because it offered excitement. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really? <laughs> oh my God, he said it offered excitement. And it seemed like they were fighting communism. Really? Hmm, you wanted some excitement. So, you guys, what do you guys think? What kind of excitement did Senator Robert Byrd have? And keep in mind, Senator Robert Byrd was a Democratic senator, not a Republican. He was a Democrat. Interesting. So anyway, um, he was like, well, you know, that was when I was 23 years old, or maybe I was 24. Uh, That's not that young. He was almost 25, you know, but he tried to brush it off and all that shit. So anyway, to make a story short, after he left the Ku Klux Klan, you know, he went to college, you know, cleaned himself up, you know, and started being involved in politics and the rest is history. Well, anyway, he died back in 2010. Uh, but guess who uh, paid their respects to this former, uh I think it was, wasn't he Grand Wizard? Because he wasn't a regular worker in the Ku Klux Klan. You know what I mean? He was above the regular. So he probably was like a Grand Wizard, right? Whatever. But guess who paid their respects to him when he died? The president at the time, Barack Obama. The vice president, Joe Biden. Former President Bill Clinton and West Virginia Governor Joe, what is that mansion, machine, and uh, members of Congress? Interesting, you guys. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Yeah. So uh, when you when it comes to Farrakhan, miss me with all the bullshit, okay? All the bullshit. Talking about he's like the Ku plus clan, really. Let me tell you something. Whether you like it or not, the nation of Islam is a part of American history. It's American culture. It's not just black in American culture, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it, or whether you disagree. Now, I'm not defending the man, but my thing is this. If you think this man is so dangerous, and if you think the nation of Islam is so dangerous, then why don't you shut the shit down? I don't see nobody with no petitions. Farrakhan is dangerous. Let's get rid of the nation of Islam. I don't hear nobody popping off at the mouth saying anything. You know why? Fake anger. Because you know how I always talk to you guys about fake anger. People always get angry and excited over shit, but they don't do nothing. Because in reality, they're really not that angry. That's in my opinion. Just like when people get mad at Trump and they call him names, but they won't lift a finger to get him out of office. Okay? All you got to do is send some some emails to your local representative. You know what I mean? How many emails do you think Trump gets uh, trying to get him out of office? Probably none. No black politicians are trying to get him out of office. Please. And they're like, oh, Trump is a white supremacist. If y'all really felt Trump was a white supremacist, millions of people should be protesting at the White House. Miss me with this bullshit. Fake anger. Anyway, uh, Whoopi Goldberg uh, addressed the Farrakhan issue on The View. She says, if you don't like the fact that Farrakhan was at the funeral, contact the family. I dare you. <laughs> That's right. Because you don't dictate. As a stranger, you do not dictate to people who they should have at their funeral. Okay? Please. You, you didn't say nothing about Bill Clinton, right? With well, his nasty ass. Please. So give me a break. I'm sick of this, trying to dictate to black people who should be invited where and who you should associate with, who you shouldn't associate with. Please. And what you going to do? You going, oh, now you're going to burn Aretha Franklin records now. You're so bitter. Oh, what now? Aretha Franklin's a racist. I hate her. I'm never going to listen to Natural Woman ever again. Please. Please, honey. Now we got to seek get a taste, we got a taste of the real Aretha, right? <laughs> honey, rest in peace, Aretha. Shoot, honey, Aretha was rolling with the big dogs, man. <laughs> no disrespect, y'all know I'm not making fun of her, but wow, I would have never known that her and Farrakhan kind of even knew each other, you know? Interesting. So anyway, you guys, let's talk about the last topic at hand, Kaepernick. Kaepernick and Nike, a perfect match. If you guys want to call in or whatever, feel free to do so. Number here is area code 996-5369. Press 1 on your keypad if you want to talk to me. And, yeah, and I am live on YouTube, and you can get into the chat room there. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys um had a chance to watch the commercial, uh, the Nike commercial uh, with Kaepernick. Uh, If you did, what were your thoughts about it? Uh, My personal thought about it was, oh, God, it made me cry, you guys. It did. I'm sorry. It did. I watched it uh, right before I was coming on the show. I cried. I sure as hell did. You know why I cried? I cried because this man lost his career. Lost his career for protesting police brutality. (laughs) Wow. Is this really America? Mm -hmm. But that's okay, because the NFL may have shut him out, but he's worldwide now. See, that's the thing. Kaepernick now, he is beyond the NFL. He is beyond being a quarterback. He is beyond sports, okay? (laughs) So trying to be racist against Kaepernick You have, in fact, elevated his status to worldwide, okay? I'm sure this man now is known all over the world. (laughs) It's amazing. And his legacy will continue. And his legacy will go on forever. When I'm dead, when he's dead, his legacy will still move on. And I guarantee you in the future, they will name schools after this man. There will be awards named after him. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's already cemented in stone. It's already there. He will be admired for generations to come. And even if you don't like him, he will still be talked about for generations to come. It's already happened. It's a done deal. It's a wrap. It's over. He's already historic. It's it. You, You will never... Get rid of Kaepernick. It's too late. And I thank God every day for his stance. Because, you know, we don't know this man personally, okay? We don't know what kind of boyfriend he is. I mean, we don't know him personally. So we can only go by what we see, right? And from what I see, the man is fearless. And he has taken on racism head on. And he's biracial, for God's sake. You know? Remember when everybody loved Kaepernick? Remember? Oh, Kaepernick, remember? Now everybody has turned on him. Bless his heart. Mm-hmm. Then you got these black guys, uh, the wannabe pro-black, bitching and moaning on social media, where this man is making moves that will last for generations. He's not moaning. He's not groaning. He's taking charge and taking action. And yes, I said it. Kaepernick is a black man. I don't see him as biracial. He has earned the title of a black man, and I see him as a black man, a strong black man, and I don't give a fuck if you disagree with me or not. When I look at him, I see a black man. I'm sorry. That's what I see. And I thank God that my daughter is able to see a man like him stand up. This is young black women should see. all. women should see what a strong man is like, I'm telling you. So, yeah. and Nike is very smart, okay, because come on. You, Nike, it's a business. You understand what I'm saying? So let's not be fooled by Nike. Nike is in the business of making money, and they know them having Kaepernick in a commercial will make them money. That you do have people, so fucking stupid, talking about, Oh, I'll never buy Nike products again. And they're burning cheap-ass Nike socks. First of all, who cares? They said because of Kaepernick, Nike is going to make so much more money. The people that are burning Nike stuff, that loss won't even be a loss. (laughs) Uh, My sister said, what's his name? Nick Cannon. He bought out a whole Nike store. But guess what he did with all that merchandise? He gave it out to the homeless. Instead of you burning Nike tennis shoes and socks, Why don't you give it to the homeless instead? How's that? So you can burn Nike merchandise all you want because there's going to be tons of people out there that are going to buy new merchandise. Matter of fact, I probably will go out, hey, how's that? I probably will go out and buy some Nike merchandise. How's that? It's a money thing. Nike knows this. They know it. Come on. They know it. Hey, and like I said, the little money that they're going to lose from the protests please. They don't give a damn. Please. So, yeah, honey, Nike, very smart business move. It's a win-win for both sides. Nike gets to make tons of more money and also get people that may not necessarily buy Nike, get them to buy Nike. And in turn, it gives Kaepernick more media attention for what he's trying to do. So it's kind of like a win-win situation to me. Somebody on the line. I was just getting ready to wrap up the show, but I see somebody on the line. Uh, would you say, Nick Ray, like burning Beatles records? Yeah. It's like, come on. What what does that do? You know, it's like, uh-uh. I think, um, Nick Ray, you're talking about Aretha Franklin. Yeah. It's like, uh-uh. Yeah. But anyway, you guys. I had 314 on the line. I'm going to open up your line and see if you want to talk. What is up 314?
2: Well, this is Pianchi. How are you doing?
1: Oh, Mr. Pianchi, how are you doing?
2: You know, we got colleges out there that's dropping affiliation with Nike. In Missouri, you got oh, really? Missouri College. Mm-hmm.
1: So what college <coughs> is they no have a right longer going to do gonna associate with
2: Nike? They are dropping affiliation with them. And you know, the oh, funny thing is... Because of
1: Kaepernick?
2: Right, it says over Kaepernick deal. But here's the thing, they wow. got a right to do that because uh, you had... Oh yeah, they have a right. Yeah, uh, you had uh, uh, an organization that was dropping uh, dis- uh, approving people's uh, discount cards with uh, the NRA like uh executive leasing which uh you oh, know, sometimes yeah. I, I rent cards the from them. And I was really pissed mm-hmm. off with that. So what I done is when I was going into a Walgreens store and there was some girl scouts out there selling cookies. Mhm. And I frankly told the lady that was chafferoned, I said, I can't buy your cookies now because the discounts that I would get when I use my N R A card This uh, this uh, releasing company don't honor that anymore. Mm. So one repercussion has effects on another. one It just goes right on down the line. That's
1: true. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because I know with Nike, like I said, this is a good uh, money move for them,
0: and it's maybe they pay them kids.
2: Yeah, maybe they'll pay them kids that's working in them slave shops. Because I've I, I never been there, but you know how they used to always be out there? Uh, people used to complain about how in uh, the hood, kids were getting killed over $250 uh, Nike tennis. And they was complaining about they use
0: Oh, yeah, uh, sweat kids getting
2: labor killed and so
1: over hmm
2: Right, right, right. So it seemed like all that just went out the window.
1: But you know what, I wonder Who knows, I'm kind of wondering Maybe they will Will Nike release some kind of Kaepernick tennis shoe You know what I'm saying <laughs> I, You
0: never
1: well, I guess know It might You know, might I blow guess, Michael Jordan I out, guess the there's water.
2: People out I guess there's people out there would buy, buy them With their head too but, Yeah, so this whole
1: thing It's It's interesting
2: Mm-hmm. That's that's the benefit of living in a, in a, a society where you can call the president a sob. You can't do that in other countries because you get locked yeah. up and uh, you know get
1: what, killed. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Talking about how other countries do things. I was just before I came on. I'd read an article about this Asian guy in Africa. God, was it in Kenya? I forgot. Uh, he's on videotape calling black people monkeys and how Kenyans are dumb and stupid, and he talked about the president. Oh, don't you know they deported him on the grounds of racism? They were like, get the hell out of our country.
2: Well, I think that was the guy that had a restaurant, was not allowing blacks in at a certain time. They got rid of him. <clears throat> we should have yeah, done That's so what they was- want to do.
1: Yeah, and I was like, "What?" So yeah, so I was like, "Don't mess with Africa, the because they will deport you." You're popping off at the mouth. <laughs> yeah. So what else so. been going
2: on? with you look like you don't ran over? I didn't want to cause that, but uh, I was listening oh, no, to you. No, You're that's okay. good I haven't topic. been
1: on. Yeah, I haven't been on because um, nothing, you know, tragic or anything. I've been busy, actually. <laughs> you know, just hanging out with my friends, going to the movies doing little dinners, you know, and stuff like that.
2: So what do you guys do? Take turns preparing dinners, uh, your special recipe and stuff no, like that? No,
1: you know what it is? No, because just like tomorrow, you know, I'm going to the movies and out to eat with one of my friends, and mm-hmm. I get up very early for work. So that's why sometimes, you know, I may do a show, I may not do a show, you know, depending on what I have going on. And sometimes I Mm -hmm. might be kind of busy during the week where I have a hard time, you know, trying to figure out a topic or, you know, stuff like that. You know, just different things come up.
2: Time, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: I had a trip to Laughlin and, you know, just different little things came up all at once, you know, fun stuff though, not, you know, yeah, but all this little fun stuff came at once. So it's like, oh, wow, wait a second here. But one Thursday I wasn't going to do a show because that was when Aretha Franklin had passed. You know, oh. I really didn't feel like doing the show
2: that day. And you know, one of the reasons yeah. why people was talking about Farrakhan not speaking. But see, that's uh-huh. a Baptist. That was a Baptist church. And see, uh-huh. when Muslims get up and they begin to speak, they make this pledge. Like, uh, I profess that Allah is the only God and Muhammad was his messenger and so on and so on. Well, Baptists don't want to hear that stuff. Have you ever but heard of But you them? know what? When they be, Huh?
1: Um, but Theracon has spoken at Baptist churches before, but I well, personally think, uh huh.
2: It, it has to be, or it may have been a, a Samson's Church, a Reverend Samson's Church, or maybe uh, one or two others. But you know, generally, you know, Baptists don't too much care about no Islam. Matter of fact, I know they don't because well, you, you know, know what. When,
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to disagree just a little bit because I do know there's been tons of outreach between the Baptist and uh, the nation of Islam. Uh, and, you know, and he has spoken at Baptist churches and all kinds of stuff. I think the reason why he didn't speak at the funeral was because just his presence, as we already see, just his presence alone, chaos. And for him to speak at the funeral it would have been worse. That's in my well, opinion. Yeah, you so know, he's like, the, you know what? Things, I'm just gonna fall back.
2: Mm-hmm. The things that he have said in the past, too, where he, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, you used to hear Malcolm calling white folks devils, and uh, mm-hmm. it gets worse when you go to the one of the founders of the Black Panther Party. But uh, Farrakhan, you know, I don't have no problem with it. But Muslims and Christians are both trying to do the same thing. And that's trying to mm-hmm. pull people into their memberships. It always mm-hmm. happens like that. You can see those mm-hmm. same type of squabbles that was going on in the past with the boys oh, yeah. and Booker T. Washington and Marcus Garvey. You know the boys called Marcus Garvey a monkey. And he oh, sixty yeah. he tried to get the uh, Leo he tried to get Hubert Harrison fired from the post office job because they was creating a following, and because uh, yeah,
1: you know what that... so. No, I'm sorry, um, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, I was just talking mm-hmm. about that. Um, I had a conversation last week about uh, W.E.B. Du Bois and Marcus Garvey, because I didn't know that um, they. Re... Well, I won't say they didn't like each other, but they were on opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, it seemed like W.E.B. was more the intellectual. You know, and he felt Marcus Garvey was like, you know, man, you messing things up for us, you know. So they had different well, he, you know the one, points of view.
2: There's the one that sick the FBI on Marcus Garvey. FBI didn't have no mm. reason to be, to be concerned about him. But he had this still where he was trying to get a movement and he really wasn't trying to take all black folks back to Africa. Of course you know that wasn't yeah. work. But they were jealous of what he was doing. It's the only thing and you can still see that same type of jealousy are going on between organizations today.
1: Yeah, it's still that same, you know, jealousy. I know, it's like ongoing between this person and that person. It's like, it seems like any time an organization tries to get off the ground, something always happens to kind of destroy it. You know what I mean?
2: Absolutely. You've seen the same thing when, when Malcolm X pulled away from Elijah Muhammad. And he started mm-hmm. mods number seven, I think, in either Detroit or New York, one of those places. <clears throat> but uh yeah. and and when you sum it all up, what we're talking about is human behavior. Human beings behave that way. Mm-hmm. They always have and probably will continue to behave in those fashions. Yeah.
0: It's a trip, I all tell right. you.
2: Look, I'll let you get back to your show. Look like you are trying to get off. All right. Probably got to get up early tomorrow, so I don't want to be the cause of you getting up late.
1: Oh. (laughs) Thanks, Bianca. I appreciate it.
2: Okay. Bye-bye.
1: All right. Take care. Bye. Well, hello, YouTube listeners. Sorry you didn't hear the phone call. I'm so sorry. Uh, That was one of my regular callers, Pionki. You know, usually we kind of go at it a little bit, you know what I mean, but not tonight. You know, so he made some good points and everything. So, yeah, you guys, that's all um, I have to say. Um, Yeah, God, we touched on quite a bit, didn't we? In less than two hours, we touched on quite a bit. So, yeah, you guys, that's all I got. I hope you guys have a good weekend. Hope you guys enjoy the show, and if you enjoy the show, please come back. I'll why not to leave for another two to three weeks? I, I definitely apologize for that because I listen to other shows. And when people don't come on for two to three weeks, sometimes it's kind of like, well, are they ever coming back? You know, excuse me. You know what I mean? Like what's going on with them? You know, so sorry, you guys, I'm fine. You know, I just got busy, got caught up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And sometimes, too, if a topic doesn't move me, then I just won't do a show, you know what I mean? I'm not the type that will do a show just for the sake of doing a show, you know, but what I think I'll do next time, which I used to do in the past, I haven't been doing it recently, whenever I'm not going to do a show, I'll post on Twitter, you know, like, sorry, no show this week, you know what I mean, so at least you guys uh, give you guys a heads up. So, you know, sorry, you guys, I didn't do that. So anyway, you guys, as usual, thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate it. Like I said before, there are tons, hundreds of thousands of shows and podcasts that you can listen to. And I'm very glad that you take time out of your life, your real life, to actually listen to me rat and rave and act a fool. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm very grateful. And I, like I say, I do not take it for granted at all. Uh, and please subscribe to my channel um, on iTunes and on YouTube. Thank you very much for your support. I appreciate it very much. I want you guys to take care. Bye, Nick Ray. Bye, everybody. WDWF fan 86 thank you guys so much for listening, and I want you guys to have a good weekend. Oh, my God, it's going to be so hot um, out here uh, in Southern California. As a matter of fact, I think it's going to be on Saturday. Well, tomorrow I think it's going to be 92. Okay, I can deal with that. But Saturday I think it's going to be 98 degrees. It's like dim. <laughs> So it's gonna be pretty hot, but anyway, that's all right. So you guys take care, have a good weekend, and I will see you guys later. Bye.